Welcome everybody to the Men's Yoga Podcast. And today on the podcast, we have Greg Pember. And Greg is a 500-hour yoga teacher. Uh, you're based out of Calgary, Alberta. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. Awesome. And you've been teaching for about eight years. Yeah. Yeah. I got. I finished my first 200-hour training in 2013. So. Oh, awesome. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So tell us, I guess, a little bit more about uh, who you are. Yeah, for sure. So right now I'm teaching full-time yoga, um, partially online and partially in person at a studio here in Calgary. Uh, when I'm not teaching yoga, my full-time job before the pandemic was I was a performer. So I'm an actor, stage actor, singer, dancer. So that's my main gig. And then yoga has always been kind of the side gig to that. And since everything shifted with the pandemic, uh, I've been teaching full-time now and mostly online, which has been a true gift of the pandemic. It's such an amazing way to stay connected to my students. Yeah, right. Totally. Um, so how long have you been acting for? Oh, I've been acting since I was nine. Oh, so, awesome. Yeah. The theater or, uh, or film? Yeah, theater, theater, theater? Mostly, mostly musical theater, but also plays, Shakespeare, kind of every, anything on stage. Oh, awesome. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. I, I grew up uh, doing a little bit of acting. My brothers handle more of that now. They're they're better at it than I am. But but it, yeah, it was fun. We did a lot of theater. Yeah, nice, like mu like musical theater or. Well, I wouldn't say musical. Like I wasn't much of a singer, but no. we did like just just stage acting and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, local. Yeah, local theaters. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Cool. That's awesome. Cool. Um, so what's a day in the life of Greg? What does your day typically look like? So right now, my day usually looks like waking up early. I'm an early riser because a lot of the classes that I'm teaching online right now are still in Ontario time. So I used to live in Ontario, just outside of Toronto. Oh, awesome. So most of the studios that I'm teaching for online are still operating on Eastern time, even though I'm in mountain time now. So it just means that my morning classes are that much earlier. Um, so I'm getting acquainted with the early mornings for sure. <laughs> right. So I'll, I'll get up, I'll make myself an espresso. One of our pandemic purchases was a beautiful espresso machine. So <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite ritual in the morning is making my espresso. And then I usually teach, I'm usually teaching at about 8am, 9am every day. Uh, and then I'm currently nursing an injury in my shoulder, but when I'm not, I'll be, I'll go to the gym usually in the morning. Yeah. Um, then I'll eat my first meal around two o'clock. I do my intermittent fasting. So I don't eat till about 2 p.m. in the afternoon. And then I stop at about 10 p.m. So I just keep that eight hour window of eating. <laughs> right. So, so that's how you look so good. Because I mean, you're pretty ripped, <laughs> man. Yeah, you're looking pretty good. <laughs> I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, so um, that's kind of my, my day. And then I usually teach at night as well. So um, I usually have like a good amount of time during the day to kind of plan, to kind of chill out, relax, go to the gym or go to the mountains. I go hiking like once or twice a week here in the Rockies. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. So I, I've been trying to prioritize that before I get back into any kind of like theater schedule where I just won't have time to do that. So. So are you originally from Calgary? No, I'm actually from Vancouver. I'm from, oh, the okay. I'm so from, from the West coast. Um, but I've done quite a bit of work here in Calgary and, um, this is actually where I met my partner for the first time five years ago. Oh, nice. so, so yeah. And so we decided during the pandemic, we're like, Oh, you know what? Let's move back to Calgary. Let's go there. Cause we want to be near the mountains. We yeah. want a house and it's more affordable here than Ontario. So, Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Cause yeah. I'm just based on Niagara, like Niagara falls area. And it's, nice. yeah, it's nice. ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's really cool. So how, how did you start your yoga journey? 
So I started, um, I started practicing yoga just after I graduated college. So I went to college in Boston. I did my um, Bachelor of Fine Arts in musical theater at a school in Boston. And once I graduated that, I moved to New York City. And that's when I started to go uh, to yoga studios. And initially, yoga was just a means for me to maintain my flexibility and strength as a dancer. So it was just, it was like, I'd go to the gym and then I'd go to yoga just to keep the flexibility and strength in a lengthened position as you need for dance and for yoga. So, so that's kind of how I got started. Um, so started about when I was 21, 22. Uh, and then a few years into my performing career after that, I was like, oh, I wanted another job. Like I wanted another side gig when I wasn't in shows. And I felt like I was getting so much from the yoga community that it was maybe my time to kind of give back in some way. And that's when I got the idea to go do my teacher training. And as soon as I did that, I fell in love with it. Oh, cool. So yeah. do you remember the first time you kind of stepped onto the mat? Was it like, oh, this is cool. This is it. Or was it like, I don't know about this thing yet. Or just, you know what, to me, it was because I had grown up like dancing and going to dance class for me, yoga was like another dance class. We just had the confines of a mat instead. Oh, cool. <laughs> so for me, it was very much about like the choreography and the placement and, um, and using it as a workout or like a supplement to my workout. So I don't remember it being anything profound <laughs> at the very beginning. I just remember it being like, Oh, this is just another fitness class just on a mat. Right. You know, so, and then it was doing the, the 200 hour where you, you kind of dove deeper into it. Now you did your 200 hour at, with Blissology, right? Is yeah. That, yeah. yeah Cause is that Eon Finn's? Yeah. Thing? Ian Finn. Ian Finn. Yeah. Yeah. It's pronounced Ian, but it's, Ian? The, okay. it's the Gaelic uh, spelling of it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. I've been, I've been doing a lot of his classes actually on the aloe. Nice. Aloe moves. And yeah, I love his stuff. It's, it's yeah. cool. And I got introduced to him actually because I was living in Toronto at the time and I was working at Lululemon and they were selling his DVDs at the store that I was working at. Oh, yeah. And so they gave me one of his DVDs. They're like, oh, you might like this guy. I've watched the DVDs and I fell in love with his teaching. So that's what inspired me to go do my 200 hour with him. So, yeah. He's a so cool how guy. was that experience? Oh, it was phenomenal. Yeah. It was unbelievable because we had to dive pretty deep into uh, a lot of philosophy and stuff prior to even going to the training. Mm -hmm. So for me to wrap my mind around what that was and, you know, texts like the Bhagavad Gita and all of the, you know, the yoga sutras and all that kind of stuff, it was so eye opening. And it made me realize that the physical aspect of yoga is one tiny piece of the big puzzle. So it was really cool to be able to be, to see that there was more to what I already loved. And I just kept falling in love with it more and more and more. Amazing. So did you travel, did you travel anywhere for that teacher training? Yeah. So that was in Tofino, BC. So on Vancouver Island, um, it's like this magical piece of heaven on like right. the very, or almost the very West tip of Vancouver Island. Um, takes forever to get there like it takes it's a five-hour drive once you get to the island from vancouver so um but yeah it was pretty magical learned how to surf too oh, <laughs> so <sweet>. that was, <laughs> hey you doing some yoga poses on the surfboard yeah right? exactly <laughs> um have you traveled anywhere else for um 
any teacher training or any yoga experience? Yeah. So I, I, I've done my, t- I did a 300 hour training down in LA with Noah Maze and Rocky Heron and Peach Friedman. Um, so that was pretty amazing. Um, I loved LA. I didn't know I'd love LA, but I loved it. Um, and then I've also done, um, like I also lead yoga retreats. So I usually, when there's no pandemic, I usually lead um, a yoga retreat every winter, every January in Costa Rica. And then I've also led a retreat uh, in Tuscany in Italy one time. So, so yoga has brought me to many places for sure. Amazing. So um, we'll, we'll touch on, cause I know you have some stuff coming up, uh, some, uh, some teacher uh, experience going out traveling and everything too. So we'll touch on those. Um, what has, what has changed in your life since like yoga has come into your life? Yeah. Um, lots, <laughs> a lot has changed. I'd say like the first, the most prominent thing that's changed is my awareness of my own physical body, right? Just understanding not only my body, uh, through a scientific lens, like understanding joint articulations and biomechanics and the placement of body parts and what that means and why things move the way they move, but also just a somatic awareness of my body. You know, I can now feel when something's off (laughs) or feel when something needs tending to in a way that I wasn't able to do before practicing yoga in my body. So I'd say that that's probably the number one thing that's changed is just an understanding of my physical self in the science lens through the science lens, as well as the somatic experience. But I'd also say that in terms of the mindfulness piece of yoga, I think that the thing that's changed the most in my life is just a reminder of presence (laughs) that there is always an opportunity to bring more of myself into what I'm doing by being more present, being more either in my body or with my breath or somehow grounding myself in right now. I think that that's the biggest thing I've taken from my yoga practice as a student and as a teacher, that there is the potential for presence in everything that you can do. I think that that's huge. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. I think that is huge. Um, do you so you find that getting easier the more you practice is that true yeah and I, i would say maybe not easier but my awareness is getting more fine tuned so i i'm way more aware when i'm not present and and the effects that that has on how i interact how i engage how i experience what i'm experiencing so when i'm So for example, after taking my yoga teacher training and then going back to theater, being backstage and being ready to go on stage and being with my fears and anxiety, noticing my change of adrenaline, noticing what's shifting within my body before going on stage so that I can bring that presence to what I'm offering on stage so that I can be with those feelings instead of pushing them away and taking myself away from presence in that moment. Because when you're on stage, you got to be present. That's all there is. <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> Just that moment, right? So it's like if you can't, for me, there's there's a direct tie of the benefits of my yoga practice filtering into the other aspects of my life. That's right. And I, I recall like my first time, like I suffered from anxiety and my first time where 
since through because of practicing yoga, where it hit me, usually I would run like in a way, right? Like I would just have this fleeing sensation. My body would move. And, and it was the first time where it was like, you know what? Suck it up. Let's hit this. Let's feel it. Feel what it feels like. Let's be with this. And once you, once you're with it, it just goes away. Right. Yeah. And it's just, it, yeah, it's, it's so interesting. And it yoga helped me. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 It's fascinating. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite yoga pose? Oh, my favorite yoga pose. You know, lately my favorite yoga poses or my yeah. favorite like movements or articulations in yoga, they usually don't look like a typical asana. Like if you were to open like light on yoga, you're not yeah. going to see these poses. <laughs> um, so like finding more of those kind of like those functional ranges of movements kind of, um, but let me think of an asana that's my favorite. Or even one that you would say you find that benefits other people or something that started to benefit you that maybe you could offer some tips on. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know what pose I really love is Kamat Karasana, which is wild thing pose right. or flip dog, whatever you want to call it. Um, what I love about it is the complexity of it, right? Like we're asking the spine not only to do a back bend, so spinal extension, we're also asking a side bend, lateral flexion, as well as twisting, rotation. So it's like as many ways as you could move your spine, you're required to do so in that pose and balance on one hand. <laughs> so it takes so much strength and range of motion in the supporting shoulder, coupled with all of those complex movements all together of the spine to make one of the most dynamic poses I think the body can make. <laughs> yeah. It, it is awesome. This is such it's a cool so awesome. Pose. It's exhilarating. Yeah. 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 I remember the first time I was, I tried that and man, I bailed freaking hard. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For Cause sure. I wasn't expecting that move anyways. I'm like, what you got to go way. Over. And just this whole complete body upper body stretch. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's huge. And then you're like, and then, you're kind of hanging out there. You're like, well, what do I do with my head? Like where <laughs> it's just kind of hanging out in space where, you know, it's like, where am I supposed to feel it? It's like, well, no, it is a full body isometric contraction. Like you are engaging everything to get that shape. Yeah. That's great. I love it. Is there, is there any posture you're currently working on? Uh, I'm always working on handstand. Um, yeah. especially with a shoulder injury. <laughs> um, so I've been taking a break from those kinds of inversions lately. Um, and honestly, I was chasing those kinds of inversions for a long time in my yoga practice and having lots of success in them and having fun with them. But I'm finding now that I'm teaching so much that my own yoga practice really mirrors what it is that I'm teaching so that I'm kind of always in it. Um, and I just would never offer handstand in yeah. a virtual yoga space. Yeah. It's not something because I'm not, I'm not there to help facilitate it. I'm not there to help people feel safe. And I don't know what their environment's like at home, you know? And when Wait, I'm do you find, Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you. Like, do you find that people have their cameras off and you can't even see them some of the times or do you? Yeah. Most of, I, I'd say like 50, 50. Like I, some, some studios that I teach for online, they require you to have your camera off so that people aren't distracted. They just see the teacher. 
Right. Um, which has benefit to it. But then I also, I also really like seeing the bodies that I'm teaching. Um, there's benefit to both for sure. Um, but yeah, because I don't know their environment, I can't, I can't help them find a safe space to go practice handstand at a wall. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, totally. And in Um, the studio that I'm teaching in right now, you're not allowed to leave your mat space because of COVID rules. You have to stay on your mat. Right. So. Are there any other trainings or practices you, you kind of work with like other um, meditational practices or maybe some other, uh, yeah, other things. Yeah. Yeah. I practice meditation on my own. Um, and I teach some of my classes like are a combination of asana and meditation. So, um, I am teaching that as well. I'm also, uh, I have my Reiki master certification. So yeah, so I've, um, practiced Reiki for many years right now, less than I used to practice. Um, but that is another modality that I've been trained in. And that is part of my own mindfulness and wellness practice. And then, and then, like I said before, I, I, I go to the gym too. So like I'll work out, um, I take dance classes just to keep up with my dancing and for the next time that I'm in a musical, whenever that will be. <laughs> yeah. Cool. What kind of dance classes do you take? Oh, I'll take usually like jazz classes, like cool. musical theater based dance, um, or tap classes, but I've been trained in ballet, modern musical theater, tap jazz. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I grew up, I, I grew up taking, uh, hip hop and then from there I got into like break dancing. So I was break dancing for years. So that's why like yoga was like, Oh, this, this totally fits. Like I can't move as fast anymore. So let's do it slower, you know? Yeah. And on a mat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what has been your biggest learning experience? My biggest learning experience. Um, you know, I'd probably say that it was at least one of them was definitely the start of the pandemic because um, I had just landed like my dream job as a performer. I just got cast at the um, the Stratford Festival. Oh, wow. so, so I was doing two shows there. So I was in the middle of rehearsing for those uh, Spamalot and Wendy and Peter. And I was really oh, happy. No, eh? Yeah. So I was really thrilled with the parts that I'd been cast in and I'd been working like my whole life to get like, to not even just to get an audition for the Stratford festival and then to have booked it and got the job. So I was a month and a half into rehearsals for those two shows when the pandemic hit and everything shut down. So for me, it was um, for everybody, (laughs) for me in that situation, it was devastating because it was, like I had lost my dream job. Right. So, um, so it was dealing with that grief and then quickly realizing that I had to do something. (laughs) I had to do something about it or at least do something with my time because who knows how long this would take for theater to come back. So I think what it taught me, two things, it taught me that I'm incredibly adaptable that we are incredibly adaptable as human beings. It's like our superpower. Um, and that it also taught me to appreciate what is <laughs> as opposed to dwelling on what is not. So for me, it was like, I was so lucky as a performer to have this other career of teaching yoga and this other passion that was so fulfilling too, because I know I was helping other people 
and helping people get through a really challenging time through everyone's life. So I think learning that I could lean on what I had, even though I was so overwhelmed with what I had lost, I think that that was a huge learning experience for me, that pivoting into online teaching when I was still experiencing so much grief from losing my dream job that I had been dreaming about since I was nine, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah that's, um, that's very challenging. And do you think if yoga wasn't there, and again, I don't even mean because you were able to shift to teaching yoga, but because you practiced yoga for so many years, do you think that helped you understand the shift due to the teachings within yoga? Yeah, for sure. For sure. It helps. It helped me um, be okay with what I was feeling. It helped me be okay with the fact that things were kind of shitty, <laughs> so to speak. And that, and to process that grief. I, and I say grief because it was a loss, right? Like for me, it was a huge loss and everybody has experienced lots of grief through the pandemic. So I think that being able to be with that, be with what is, <laughs> teaches us how to appreciate what is more, which doesn't mean we have to like everything. <laughs> it doesn't mean that I have to be okay with losing that job. I'm still not okay with it. I'm still, I'm still sad about it, but I know that I can bring myself out of those sad feelings by being with them <laughs> instead of pushing them away. And I think that's what yoga teaches us the most, right? Is to be with what's going on in your body, in your, in your mind, whatever it is, be with it. Don't push it away. That's how we navigate our way through it. That's a very powerful message. And uh, I thank you for sharing that because it, it is hard. What it couldn't, I, yeah, like you said, everyone's going through their own struggles. And this is something that everyone can relate to, right? Because like you said, everyone's has lost something or something during this time. Yeah. Um, yes. Thank you for sharing that. It's a really powerful message. My pleasure. Um, what, what, what is your favorite life experience so far? Let's, let's make it positive and, uh, we'll finish up positive. Yeah. What has been your favorite? Yeah, for sure. Um, I, well, I've been very fortunate to have lots of amazing experiences. And I think one that comes to mind, uh, is when I was 17, I went to, so I was still in high school. I was just about to go into grade 12. Um, I went and I did a summer program in New York city uh, so I moved away for two months when I was 17 and I lived in New York by myself and I went to this theater school for two months. And I think that that was one of the most, uh, like one of my favorite life experiences because it was the first time that I let myself go experience something completely new on my own. And it was the beginning of me kind of carving out what that nomadic life <laughs> would be like for me. And um, I remember seeing as like tons of shows. Like I saw, I, I think like 20, 25 Broadway shows that summer. And I remember just being so um, inspired by watching people do what they knew they needed to do. Like watching people doing what they are meant and born to do and thrive in what they have to offer. And it was just so inspiring to me. It made me realize that I could do that, <laughs> that I can 
that I can go out and offer what it is that I know I have in me. It might not be perfect. It might not be the best, but I can go out and I can do it because they're doing it. So, so can I. (laughs) Right. So it's almost like that step where you're starting to unveil a little bit of who you are and what your possibilities can be. Totally. And at such a young age too, to be like, to have that independence of moving to like the biggest city in the world <laughs> and, yeah. and, and making it work. And it was incredible. And I, I have, obviously I have my parents to thank for that completely. Right. <laughs> I didn't pay my way. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it's nice to have that support or oh, yeah. for, yeah. for things like this. Yeah. I have to ask you, what, what was your favorite uh, show on Broadway? My favorite show on Broadway right now that's out there, probably Wicked. Oh, I haven't seen that. No? No. Uh, it's amazing. It's like the, sto- it's the story of the Wicked Witch of the West and Glinda, but like before, yeah. before Dorothy arrives. It's, pr- it's really wonderful. I have like a huge deep connection to Les Mis. Les Mis is like such a heart thing for me. Oh man, like it, yeah. the music is music. fantastic. Yeah. That just, I, the Book of Mormon. It's like I love the Book of Mormon. So this is just hilarious. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's great. Okay. So yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, so what do you got going on um that we can share with everybody that's listened to the podcast? Yeah, for sure. So I'm still teaching my online classes. Um, I like I said, I teach for a few different online studios, but I also teach my own two classes every week. So Monday nights I teach a yin class. And Wednesday afternoons at noon Eastern time, I teach a midweek creative flow. So two totally different styles of classes. Um, and you can find all of that information on my website. Uh, you can do drop-ins or you can do month passes. It's all there on the website, which is yogawithgreg.com, all one word. Um, and then very exciting, my retreat partner and I, we run retreats and we haven't been able to since the pandemic started. So we just booked uh, a week in January, 2023 at a retreat center in Costa Rica. So we're going to be offering a retreat in January, 2023. And that information is going to be released very soon, but it will be on my website. It will also be on my retreat website, which is modakayoga.com. M-O-D-A-K-A, Modaka, yoga.com. Okay, cool. Yeah, we'll add those links to uh, the description. And right. where can everybody follow you? Yeah, everyone can follow me on Instagram. Um, I'm there, yoga with Greg. There's periods between each word. Okay. At yoga.with.greg. Um, or on Facebook. I'm all, I also have a YouTube channel uh, where you can find, I think I've got like 26 classes up there, all free, different styles of classes, different uh, range in terms of difficulty and duration. So, and that's, if you go to YouTube, you just type in yoga with Greg and in the search and you'll find me. I'm the first one to come up. Wonderful. And they're great. I love your teaching, by the way, I've been doing them. And uh, I like for the fact that I don't even have to look at the screen, like the way you're describing everything. It's like, I don't even have to pay attention. It's great. I can just literally close my eyes and just do the whole flow. You can tell that you have a real natural teacher inside of you. That's great. Uh, Thanks. Thanks. Well, accessibility is a huge uh, value of mine as a teacher. So for you to say that means that it's coming across in terms of the language. So thank you. I really appreciate that. That's right. And your tips on uh, your Instagram are awesome too, especially for my shoulder. That one that you were doing with the show, I got a bad shoulder too. 
Yeah. Oh man, that one was intense. <laughs> so hard. Yeah. yeah. All those sliding drills, but they're amazing. They're the strength you'll gain for your yoga practice from those kinds of drills is amazing. Now the, with the sliding drills, are you just using those, the furniture movers? Is that what it is? They're base, that's basically what they are, right? Like those things that you could put under like a chair or a couch that could slide around. That's what they are, but they're actually made for these ones are called, they're called strength sliders. They're from B yoga. So the same ones that make like the B mat and the oh, straps okay, cool. and all yeah. So that I'm an ambassador for them. So oh, nice. uh, they sent me those strength sliders, but all like you, those, they're great. But if you don't have them, you can use a towel, you can use a blanket, anything like a blanket or a towel on a slippery surface. It's the same thing. Oh, that's awesome. Cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. Greg, thank you so much for your time. Yeah. My uh, pleasure. I, really yeah, nice. Matt. Yeah. It was nice meeting you too. Nice talking yeah. to you. And um, hopefully we can do some more in the future and anytime you got anything to share, come on and, We'd love to share with the community. Again, thank you so much. And thanks everybody for listening to the podcast and we'll see you on the next podcast.